Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Joseph was introduced to us, you know, his, his life was introduced to us effectively from the book of Genesis chapter 37. But if you look at Genesis chapter 30, that was where we actually knew a little bit about his background. Genesis 30, 24 tells us that she was, that Joseph was the son of Rachel. And if you know the story of Isaac and of uh, Jacob and Rachel, you will know that uh, Joseph was a very special individual. Rachel was very special to Jacob at that time because that was the person that he really, really loved. Spent a lot of years in service just to be able to win her love and win her in marriage. But unfortunately, Laban was a master schemer, and then Jacob ended up serving additional time just to be able to have the opportunity to get married to Rachel. But as time goes on, when they eventually got married, the Bible makes us to understand that they never had children until this time when Joseph now came along in, Je- in Genesis chapter 30. And the Bible tells us that Joseph was the firstborn of Rachel. He had a younger brother called Benjamin. Now, if you go to chapter 37, that is where you now see the whole uh, the, 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 the whole picture of Joseph now being presented unto us. So let's go to Genesis chapter 37, reading from verse number 1. The Bible tells us there, And Jacob dwelt in the land wherein... His father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. There was the generation of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren. And the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zephar and his his father's wife. And Joseph brought unto his father evil report. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that his father loved him more, that all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. Now, that gives us a kind of a... It gives us a picture of what was going on within that family. Joseph was one of the most beloved sons of, of his father, Jacob. And, jo- and he was the son of his old age, according to the scripture. Bible made us to understand that he had a special coat that his father made unto him, made for him. It's called the Mo- coat of many colors. Joseph was also, apart from the fact that Joseph was his favorite son, Joseph had his very bad habits that favorite sons have. And that is, was, he likes to tell, he likes, he likes to tell on his brothers. So if they do something bad, he said, Daddy, did you know that uh, Reuben did this? Did you know that uh, Judah did this? And the kids just couldn't stand it. It's just like when we were still in school, we never liked anybody who was a snitch. You never liked them because you looked at them and said, this one you don't really want to spend time with. Joseph was that kind of a boy. He was loved by his fathers and he made sure that his brothers knew that he had the ears of his father. And his, by the Bible tells us there that because in, in verse number four, when his brothers saw that their fathers loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him. 
because they couldn't, they just, they just couldn't stand him. And Joseph didn't even make the journey, he didn't make the, he didn't make it very easy for them. He kept on telling on them. But not only that, the Bible makes us to understand, if you start reading from verse number five, that Joseph was not only the favorite son, he not only had the special coat, he not only was a snitch, he was also a dreamer. He was also a dreamer. Person who, and because he was a dreamer, he had because he had this bad habit of not being able to keep his mouth shut. Even the dreams he received, he kept on telling people. He kept on opening his mouth and running his mouth and kept telling them how he was going to be great, how he was going to have his shoes stand up, how his brothers were going to bow down to him, and not just that, how his his uh, stepmoms were going to be bowing down to him. And what's wrong with you, this boy? If you look at your age, out of how many ten children, you are way, way, way down there. You are the one who will be bowing down to you. So Joseph had that problem. He was a man who, you know, loved, beloved, enjoyed the enjoyed the favor of his father, but he was also a dreamer. And at the age of seventeen, the Lord began to reveal unto him that this is what is going on. This is what is going to go on in your life. This is what is going to happen in your life. Now, in my own little commentary. I will suggest, I will imagine that if Joseph had kept his mouth shut, if Joseph had just kept his mouth shut, maybe the stress that he went through in life probably wouldn't have happened. Maybe. I don't know. But the Lord has a way of working things out such that he has a way of designing a part of his people so that they will get to where they will get to regardless of what is going on. I don't know, but that's just my own, that's just my own thought. But God gave him revelation. God gave Joseph revelation. He told him what he was going to be. He told him he was going to be the leader of his people. He told him he was going to be a deliverer of his people. He gave him his instructions that at that particular age, the people, his family could not, you know, his family could not stand the idea that one of the youngest in the family was going to be the leader of the house. They just could not stand the idea. The Bible also made us to understand that because his brothers don't like this guy, they made every effort not just to sabotage him, but to kill him. I mean, they just didn't like this boy. They just didn't like Joseph. They made every effort to kill him. And if you read in verse number 20, the Bible says, they even in verse number 20, the Bible tells us that they made every plan. They say, come, you start reading from verse number 19. When the father sent Joseph to the field to say, go and check on your brothers. Let's see how they are doing. Verse number 19, the Bible tells us that when they saw him from afar, they said to one another, behold, the dreamer cometh. In other words, they knew they started mocking him even before he got there. And they made plans. They say, verse number 20, come now, therefore, let us slay him. And cast him into some pit. And we shall say some evil beast had devoured him. And we shall see what will become of his dreams. In other words, they were not just only, they not only hated him, they were just, they were just ticked off by the idea that this guy kept on dreaming and just couldn't, couldn't keep his mouth shut. Yeah, God is going to make me this. Yeah, God is going to make me this. Okay? What about us? Are you the only special one? So they said, okay, when we kill you, we shall see what happened to those your crazy dreams. So they not only hated him, but they plotted to kill him. And in verse number 21, it was Reuben that eventually delivered him from the hand of the, from the, from being killed. And when Reuben was not around, they sold him into slavery and we all know what happened to the life of Joseph when he went into slavery ended up in Potiphar's house ended up in prison and then ended up as the prime minister prime minister of Israel of Egypt because of the fact that the excellent spirit of God was upon him now that is the general story and anyone who has spent at least a minute or two in the in the, in the Sunday school class will probably have no understand the story will probably have heard about the story of uh, jo- of uh, Joseph but that is not where we're going today today we want to see you know want to focus on the question of the Joseph's dream 
want to focus on this question uh, on the issue of Joseph's dream. That, and the question that bothers and that comes to my mind is this, what was so special about Joseph's dream that his brothers was willing to kill him for? What was so special about this dream that Joseph was having? What was so special about the dream that God revealed, that God gave to Joseph, that made his brother so ticked off that they were willing to kill him? What was it about Joseph's dream that God is brought, that God, the people around him, everywhere he went, he will excel, he will be special, he will be seen, but at the same time, they will find a way to be able to at least knock him down. What was so special about David Joseph's dream? What was it about Joseph's dream that set him apart, that caused him to be a special person? Genesis chapter, Genesis chapter 37, let's start reading from verse number 6. Sorry, let's start reading from verse number 5. The Bible says, Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told his brother, uh, told his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, Here I pray thee this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaves stood upright, uh, stood, arose, and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood around about, and made obeisance to my sheaves. And his brother said unto him, Shall thou indeed reign over us, or shall thou indeed have dominion over us and they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his word in verse number nine and he said and he and he, uh, he, i mean he didn't learn his lesson from that he went again and started telling them again in verse number nine and he dreamed yet another dream and said unto his brethren and said behold i have dreamed a dream more and behold the sun the moon and eleven stars made obeisance unto me and he told it to his father and to his brethren and his father rebuked him and said unto him what is this dream that thou hast dreamed shall i and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee to the earth verse number 11 and his brethren envied him but his father observed the same in other words this script from the from this scripture that we see we see the dream of joseph the dream of joseph took you know the, 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 dream of, the dream of Joseph talked about his, his, being, his reigning over his brothers. In other words, that particular dream gave Joseph. The, the, the brothers saw that what God is showing to this guy is saying that he is going to be the ruler over us. He's going to reign over us. It tells us that Joseph was going to be the head of the family, though he was about the youngest in the family. In other words, that particular dream is telling them that it doesn't matter your age, it doesn't matter the status, it doesn't matter your position. What God will do, He will do, regardless of the position of that individual. And if you read from that verse number 6 and verse number 9, you will see there, Joseph telling them exactly the content of you know, Joseph telling them the content of his dream. He was not only going to rule over his brother, he was going to rule over his family and was going to be somebody who was placed in the position of leadership. Now, Every casual onlooker, if you look at it, say, it's just a dream. Why are you people so worked up? It's just a dream. But one thing I want you to say, this, I want you to understand is this. Those who understand spiritual things understand that when the Lord shows you one thing once and he repeats it to you the second time, you need to start paying attention. When you dream and you see something once and you see it a second time and you see it a third time, the Lord is trying to show you or trying to say you something. And that is why some people have said repetition is done for the sake of emphasis. It's to be able to show you. And if you, if you, if you read that particular Exodus, you will find out that the Lord God Almighty, when he was about to speak to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh what was about to come, he had to show him twice that same dream. And when Joseph came to interpret, he said, the same dream you have seen is the same thing. You are looking at the same dreams twice the point you are making is that no dream 
is is happening to us by accident. You don't just have a dream by accident. Every dream has a meaning. Every dream has a, a significance. We need to spend time when we are seeing something in a dream and pray about it so that we can understand what the Lord is trying to tell us. And because of the significance of dreams, you will see that the, the brethren or the brothers of Joseph, they took it seriously. The Bible says in verse number 11 that his brothers envied him. Why would they envy him if it's just an ordinary dream? Why would they envy him if it's just something that was happening in his own head and had no significance? They envied him because they knew that the dreams were the things that God intends to do in the life of this young man. They envied him because they know that God has selected him as a chosen person to be the person that the Lord will reveal his glory through. They were envying him because they know that he has a man who has received favor from the Almighty God. The Bible says his brothers envied him, but his father observed all these things. In other words, they understood that what Joseph was saying in his dream, or what Joseph was seeing in his dream, they knew that they, it was not just an ordinary thing. They knew that it was not just a dream. They knew that God was about to position this young man to be the person who will rule over them. So, why was Joseph, why was Joseph's brother, why were they so angry about his dream that they wanted to kill him? Number one, they knew that Joseph's dream was of divine destiny. They knew Joseph's dream was a dream of divine destiny. God was showing him what he was going to do with him in future. Number two, they saw that Joseph's dream was a dream of divine elevation. That God was going to take him from the midst of them and place him on a higher level. Number three, they knew that Joseph's dream was a dream of divine promotion. That God was not going to leave them there. He was going to be promoted far ahead of his brothers. Number four, they knew that Joseph's dream was a dream of divine favor. Joseph was not anything special. Joseph did not do anything special. Joseph, God just found... Joseph just found favor in the sight of the Almighty God. So they knew that it was a dream of divine favor. And finally they knew it was a dream of divine assignment. Because God was setting Joseph up to be able to take him to a place and make him to be an instrument in his own hand. These brothers, they understood. It was a dream of divine favor. It was a dream of divine assignment. It was a dream of divine promotion. It was a dream of divine elevation. It was a dream of divine destiny. They understood that. That this dream was not just because Joseph just felt like dreaming. They knew it was something that God has specifically picked him out to do for him. His brothers recognized this and they were not happy. They understood that Joseph's dream was going to come to pass. And they had to try to stop it. Because they knew it was a divine dream. And they knew it was going to come to pass. So they tried to stop it. They knew Joseph's Joseph's dream was going to make him great. So they tried to kill him. They knew Joseph's dream was going to promote him. So they tried to sabotage him. They knew Joseph's dream was going to make him a ruler. And so they were doing everything possible to be able to stop it. But God who has purpose for Joseph to be what he wants him to be. God made sure that that did not happen. And like he, you know, and he will not let Joseph's dream die. He will not let Joseph's dream be, 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 be aborted. He will not let Joseph's dream be sabotaged. He will not let Joseph's dream be cut short. And the same thing he will do in our own individual life. Whatever dream, whatever vision that he has given unto us, that dream, if it's of the Lord, he will make sure he protects and he preserves it. The same thing the Lord will do for us. Now, so what did Joseph's dream do for Joseph himself? Because that is one thing we need to understand. It's one thing that Joseph's dream brought envy and uh, it brought envy and anger from his brother. 
But what did Joseph's dream do for Joseph himself? Number one, Joseph's dream revealed the character of Joseph. Okay? Joseph's dream revealed the character of Joseph. Number one, what you find is that God was telling him, I'm going to take you to a new height. And because Joseph had an open heart, he was willing to share that dream with everybody. He was willing to tell them, because maybe because he was naive, or because he was, I mean, you know, maybe because he just didn't know any better, but because his heart was pure, he felt, hey, this is what the Lord is telling me. I need to tell everybody. Joseph's dream revealed the character of Joseph. Number two, Joseph's dream tested his patience. Because I'm sure, when Joseph was sitting down in the dungeon, after looking at it, he must have remembered the dreams that the Lord has given to him. And said, I remember the dreams of my youth. I remember where God has told me he was going to take me. And now I'm sitting down in a particular Egyptian jail. And I'm looking and I'm wondering, what is the, where is the fulfillment of this particular dream? Joseph's dream had to test his patience. Because if he was not patient, he would have aborted that dream. Number three, Joseph's dream also persecuted him. Because he had to suffer all sorts of persecution to be able to purify him. Joseph's dream also propelled him. Because what it did for him was that he made him to keep his heart focused. He made him to be propelled in his vision to say, I am going to pursue this particular thing that God has put upon my heart. Joseph's dream also presented him before kings. The Bible says, have you seen a man who is good in his own thing? Who knows what he's doing? He says, he's not just going to stand before mere men. He's going to stand before king. Joseph walked with God. Joseph so honed his spiritual eyesight that he was able to see very, very clearly. And because he saw clearly, he was able to understand what the Lord is saying in the spirit. And because he understood what God was saying in the spirit, when it was time for him to say the things that was happening in the spirit to the king, he had no problem because he had already exercised that ability. Joseph's dream, Joseph's dream presented him before. And finally, Joseph's dream promoted him. The same dreams that we have as individuals, whatever God has placed upon our heart, it will reveal our character. Are we patient or do we like to cut corners? The dreams that God has put in our our life will test our patience. Because sometimes it might not be fulfilled immediately. You might not see the result immediately. The dreams that God has put upon our heart will attract persecution into our life. People are not going to like what they hear when they see you pursuing the dreams that God has put upon your heart. They won't like it and they are going to persecute you. The dreams that God has put upon your heart, if you pursue it, it will propel you further. It will move you further. The dreams that God has put upon your heart, if you develop the character and the ability and the competence to be able to pursue that dream, what it will do for you is that it's going to present you in the face of the people that of matter or people of substance people that have the ability to be able to to be able to lift you up and not only that if you pursue the dreams that god has given unto you it's going to eventually promote you and that is what happened to david that's what happened to joseph here that was the effect of joseph's dream upon the life of joseph to move forward in your life you need to be able to have your own joseph's dream You need to be able to receive a clear vision of what God is saying about you, saying about your future, saying about your life. You need to be able to receive that clear vision. Joseph received it and Joseph pursued it. You need to receive it. Why must you receive your own Joseph's dream? Why? Number one, because when you receive your own Joseph's dream, the first thing it does for you is that it gives you faith to see the impossible, to see the invisible. When you receive your own Joseph's dream, it gives you faith to see the invisible possibilities that God is talking about. In other words, when God is saying, I am going to take you somewhere. When you receive that dream and you are sure that this is what God is saying to your spirit, what it does for you is that you have the faith to be able to hold on to it even when you have not seen it. Number two, when you receive your own Joseph's dream, it gives you courage when you face opposition. 
Because when the Lord tells you, this is what I'm going to do for you. When the Lord opens your eyes and He tells you, this is where I am going to take you. When you begin to see opposition in your front, when you begin to see that things are not going the way you expect it to go, when things are not shaping up the way you are, you can go back to God and say, Lord, this is not what you told me. This is not the vision that you gave me. This is not the picture that you are showing me. Father, the picture you showed me is different. And then the Lord will be able to renew that vision and show you and tell you, this is what I'm telling you and this is what I'm going to do for you. So when you receive your own Joseph's dream, it not only gives you faith to see the invisible possibilities, it gives you the courage to face the opposition. Number three, it gives you grace to obey the word of God. When you receive Joseph's dream, when you receive your own Joseph's dream, it gives you the grace to be able to obey the word of God. It gives you the grace to be able to say, I will not disobey the instructions that the Lord has given up to me. Number four, when you receive your own Joseph's dream, it gives you the persistence to refuse to give up. In other words, when the when situation gets to the point where you see that the road does not appear the way it's supposed to go, when you appear as if you are not making any progress, when you have that dream at the back of your mind, it gives you that particular ability to persist so that you do not give up. Number four, five, when you receive your own Joseph dream, it gives you the wisdom to choose the people that you are going to associate with. Because you understand that there are certain people that will not take you where you are going. You understand that certain people will not make you to get to the destination that you want to go. You understand there are some people who will help you move further and there are some people who will drag you behind. And then it gives you the wisdom to pick the right associate. Not only that, when you receive your own Joseph when you receive your own Joseph's dream, it gives you the patience to wait for God's timing. That you do not run ahead of the Almighty God. Joseph had to wait 17 years. Before he can get to that particular place that God showed him. Before he could see his brothers bowing down before him. Because he could see the position of authority that God had promised unto him. When you receive that clear revelation. When you receive that clear vision. Receive that clear dream of Joseph. That do your own clear Joseph's dream. What it does for you is the patience to wait for God's timing. And finally it gives you the humility to understand that you cannot do anything in your own power. Joseph understood that his promotion was not his own power. When his brothers came and they were saying, don't be angry, don't punish us, he said, no. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. You wanted to see sabotage, but the Lord wanted to do it. In other words, in my own power, I could not have stopped you. It was the mercy of God that brought me here. It's the mercy of God that took me to this place. And it's the mercy of God that is going to keep me. So it gives you the humility to enjoy the favor of the Almighty God. To realize that whatever you are today is the mercy of the Almighty God. So as we close this very night, I want to let you know that as Joseph's dream, as you pray for your own Joseph's dream, as you begin to move towards the direction of the fulfillment of the dream of God that he has put upon your heart, you must understand that your Joseph's dream will die, your Joseph's dream will be aborted if you do not know how to guard your mouth or your life. If you do not know how to guard your life, if you don't know how to guard your mouth, if you do not know how to preserve yourself, if you don't know how to keep what God has given unto you, you are going to you are going to inadvertently kind of abort your own Joseph dream. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. Joseph was already putting himself in a very terrible corner when he did what? When he started spewing, when he started having this mouth diarrhea, and he started just talking and talking anyhow. He almost destroyed his own future. But Joseph learned. That as time goes on, 
If you are going to preserve the future that God is speaking unto you, if you are going to preserve the dream that God is giving unto you, you need to know how to guard yourself, guard your life, guard your mouth. And that was what happened eventually when Potiphar's wife now said, you must lie with me. I must lie with you. Joseph understood that if he was going to get to where God was taking him, he cannot be engaged with the wife of Potiphar. So if you are not, if you want your Joseph dream to be alive, if you don't want your Joseph dream to die, if you don't want your Joseph dream to be aborted, you must know how to guard your mouth, guard your life. Number two, you must know how to keep your life from sin. The Bible said the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. In other words, if you engage in activities that allow the enemy to be able to come in and out, you will shortcut, you will abort, you will destroy even the plan, the very plan that God has in store for your life. Number three, if you don't, if you don't want your, if you don't want your Joseph stream to die, if you don't want your Joseph stream to be aborted, you must know, you must be, you must know how to wait upon the Lord. You must know how to wait for the Lord. One of the biggest challenge in the church of God is and in this particular generation is that people are so much in a hurry. We want to see God move now. We want to see the result now. We want to do something now. We want to see everything happen now, 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 now. But they forget that is a time and there's a season. The Bible tells the book of Ecclesiastes, it says there's a time to plant, there's a time to fruit, to sow, there's a time to sow, there's a time to reap, there's a time for heat, there's a time for cold, there's a time for harvest, there's a time. I mean, there is a time for everything. On if we want to see the Joseph dream in our life come to fulfillment, we must we must, we must understand how to wait upon the Lord. And then finally if you don't if you don't know how to pray, if you don't know how to trust the promise of the Almighty God you might not be able to see that dream come to fulfillment. Because certain things have to come, you have certain things have to pray. If you read the book of Ezekiel, I think Ezekiel 36, the Bible tells us there, after Ezekiel has prayed, after the Lord has revealed to Ezekiel, he said, I'm going to do this. I think Ezekiel 33, sorry. You see, I, this is, I, I'm going to do this for the children of Israel. I'm going to do this for the children of Israel. Eventually, the Lord now said, I will yet be inquired of the house of Israel to do it for them. In other words, Israel will have to pray if they want to see these things happen in their life. The same thing. God may have spoken all sorts of things in our life. God may have said all sorts of things in our own life. But we have to be willing to be able to do what? We have to be willing to be able to call upon his name in prayer. If you want to see your dream, your Joseph's dream, come to life. If you don't want to see it die or abort it, you have to learn how to do what? How to be able to pray and wait upon the Lord. The question then is, is do you have your own, have you received your own Joseph's dream? Do you know what God is showing you about your own tomorrow? Are you guarding it so that you are not careless about it? Are you praying about it so that you do not treat it carelessly or say, you know, or treat it as if it's something that is not important? Our dreams are matters to the Almighty God because that is the opportunity He has to be able to speak to us about what He wants to do. The question is: Have you received that dream for your own life? Have you received that dream for your own family? Have you received that dream for your own job, for your own career? Have you received that particular dream as to this is what the Lord is telling me about my tomorrow? If not, we need to talk to the Almighty God. Because when you receive that dream, it changes everything about you. Let's bow our heads as we talk to the Almighty God. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. 
We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.